Hey, hey, it's Aiden here with another episode of Songs That Changed You. When I started working at Life FM here in Adelaide, I was constantly told, oh, you remind me so much of Pete Court. And I would get it from staff in the building, listeners. Even to this day, I had somebody say it to me like a week ago, and I've been at the station for four and a half years. But the legacy of Pete Court and his hilarious creative breakfast show that ran for many years on Life FM lives on. And after getting to know Pete over the last few years, I take it as a huge compliment. The man is awesome and you're going to hear a different side of him on the show today. That's coming up in just a second. But before we get to that, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while now and haven't left a review, can I ask the question, why not? Please leave a review. It helps out the podcast, and I hear it all the time from people. Oh, I love listening to the show. Haven't managed to leave a review yet. Well, here's your friendly reminder. Please leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Chuck us a five-star, write some nice words, and it would go such a long way. So go on, open up the app now. Are you driving? Okay, do it after then, that's fine. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Songs that changed you. We're here, we're doing it, we're talking music once again and uh, joined in the studio by a man that is very familiar with studios. He spent a lot of years in them uh, doing breakfast radio at Life FM. He's also a university lecturer, published author. In fact, his second novel, The Used Men's Bicycle Club and Other Stories from the End of the World was just released over the weekend. Pete Court, hey, hey. Thank you for having me in and, and sharing songs that changed you. I'm, I'm rather excited about this. And I had this conversation. I'm sure everybody who hears this show has. And every time we've talked about it, it's like, oh, so what was the song that changed you? And everyone goes, well, there's this. And it turns out there's this difference between the songs that changed you and songs that were around when you were changing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so my wife said, oh, we've got to have that one, that one, that one, that one. Yeah, I, they're songs that matter to us because they're about us. You sure. Know? They're, and, but they, they didn't change us. They were just part of us when we were changing. I would put them in the soundtrack category. Very they much They soundtracked so. your life. They didn't necessarily oh, yeah. uh, move the life along or change yeah, the direction yeah. it was going. Exactly. And, and that, that's really cool too. And it's really rare then to find a song that does actually change you because it's, it's easy for that song to be saying the right thing at the right time. But is it simply the soundtrack to something amazing else that's happening? I had to think about that quite a bit because I've had, a, as you say, I've been working in, in radio uh, and television since I was at school. In fact, I was in television when I was at school and then straight out of that into commercial radio. So I've always had songs everywhere. So it's a big soundtrack. So what is the song that you have chosen, Pete? The song that I have chosen, and going back to that conversation about songs that are the soundtrack as opposed to songs that have changed you, would have to be Some Kind of Zombie. The title track, I reckon it was, to the Audio Adrenaline album of whenever it was. This is from their 1997 album. It was yep. released right at the very end of 1997. Yep. It is their fourth studio album. Mm-hmm. And yes, as you said, title track, mm-hmm. uh, Some Kind of Zombie. <laughs> Some kind of zombie. 
I loved Bloom, the album, you know, with Never Gonna Be As Big As Jesus. The and that, previous yeah, one, yeah. Great album, great album. But this one, Some Kind Of Zombie, came out. Um, there's a couple of brilliant songs on the album, and so it took me a long time to buy it. Eventually I did, and it was the Some Kind Of Zombie that really just went, ugh, you know? That hit that, that really made a big difference. Set the scene. Where were you? What was life like uh, back when you first heard this song? When I first heard it, um, it was much like we are right now, sitting in the studio playing the song on the radio. And that, that was pretty much it. I was, I was, I was content director p- picking the music and stuff and saying, oh, that's a great song. We'll play that one, you know. But it was actually about two or three years later when I got my own copy of the album and was in the car driving to an event in McLaren Vale. For those of you elsewhere, it's, that's just a beautiful place where they make lots of fine wine. And there was an event there for Heart Kids SA. Okay. A fundraising event for Heart Kids SA. And I was the guest speaker because by that time I was an ambassador for Heart Kids SA. And I was driving along and this song, Some Kind of Zombie, came on. And its message suddenly meant a whole lot more than it had previously. So what about the song Connected? (laughs) Uh, Some Kind of Zombie is basically about somebody who was dead in their life, found God, came back. And yeah. I've walked away from the grave is pretty much the song, the line in it. If you go by Mark Stewart's uh, sort of what he sort of said in yeah. interviews yeah. and things, okay. he lived in Haiti for a long time. Yeah. And he was surrounded by voodoo culture Lots and of voodoo. stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And so that's, he sort of draws on that. Yeah. And it also harks back to Colossians chapter 3. Mm-hmm. And so it talks about like giving life over to God. And, yes. you know, yeah. you're yeah. some kind of zombie. You know, it's a yeah. new life. You're reborn. And I hear you speak and I obey like some kind of zombie. You know, zombies are bad. They're, they're, Zomb- zombies bite your brains and... and they, yeah, they're they, in horror films and, and things. And they're dead, they're soulless, they're just disautomated and they're horrible. Who wants to be a zombie? This song is about, I want to be a zombie. Mm. And it's like, what? I want to give my life away. And uh, it was really, really interesting to hear it in that context and to suddenly hear it flip that being the zombie is actually not the bad thing if you are this zombie. So, so that was what really got me about the song. So you're heading along to this event. Why, okay. why hearing it this time? Because you would have heard it by that point. By you know, you worked in radio probably a hundred times a day. I'd, I'd heard it a lot. <laughs> yeah, every four hours, the biggest hits. Uh, no, it was. Um, so I got to go back to the very beginning. When I was six months old, we came to Australia, um, escaped England because it was too cold and wet. There were three of us kids at the time got got measles or something, and the doctor said to mum, he said, "Yeah, it's just measles. The kids are going to be fine." And the one with the heart murmur will be okay. And mum's just gone, the what? The one with the what? Mm. Uh, and they said, yeah, basically just um, he's got a heart murmur. Didn't you know that? And we'd managed to get all the way from England through all that test and stuff. No. So it turns out I had a what's called a patent foramen veil, which is a hole in the heart, um, which you know you hear about occasionally. Back then in 1966, went to the doctor at the hospital, the Royal Adelaide here, and they said, yeah... He's, he's going to be fine. Just take him home and enjoy him for the next little while while you've got him. Was the diagnosis. Enjoy what you've got, you know. And mum would say it was really weird because I'd just sit on the side, sit on the, on the pavement out the back and just point to ants. That was my entire life. That was better. Because I couldn't do anything. Right. No, no energy, no oxygen because the blood was going straight through. I had two chambers in my heart instead of four, uh, which was not good. Yeah. And it, short lifespan. And like I said, back then, 
Nobody had done anything about it. You couldn't do anything about it. You couldn't physically cut a human being open. The medical industry has come a long way since then. It has come an enormous way. And if you think about it, 1960, they were doing open heart surgery then, but it wasn't open heart. They were doing open chest surgery. So if you had a blocked artery, they could cut you open and clean out the artery and then put your chest back together. What they couldn't do was stop the human heart, hold it in their hand pretty much, slice it in half, Mm. peel it open, stitch up that bit in the middle, then stick it back together again. But that was what was needed. And then to restart the heart, which is the really important bit. So all of that technology was just arriving in Adelaide. And we had a tuberculosis clinic at the Royal Adelaide, which was just closing down because, woohoo, no more tuberculosis locally. Um, So they had managed to sort of convince the government or the funding bodies to turn that into a heart centre. Even though you couldn't actually do open heart surgery yet-ish, Sort of. So there was a group of people came from South Africa. Uh, Christian Barnard, who was one of the world pioneers in open heart surgery in South Africa, he sent a whole bunch of people over to Australia to show around how to do it. They did the first operation on an adult open heart surgery in Sydney on a guy who you don't know, but anybody in Adelaide would probably know John Vincent. Okay. He was the number one radio announcer in Sydney at the time when came back over here for the start of SAFM. When SAFM first opened, he was the announcer on the SAFM morning zoo. The doctors who had operated in him when he was 21 then hopped on a train and came over here and operated on me as the first infant to have open heart surgery. So years and years and years, 20, 30 years later, John and I ended up working together on the morning zoo. I was his producer and writing his comedy. And we were both sitting there looking at each other's chests going, oh, you got one of them too? He goes, yeah, mine was the first. I go, no, mine was the first. No, mine. So it was really weird. The other weird side to this story that just is so such a radio thing is, uh, and I've written a story about this that's online if you want to go find it. Um, I was saying goodbye to the chief engineer when I was working at KAFM, which is now Triple M in Adelaide. Yep. And the chief engineer, he'd packed up his, he was going to leave, he was retiring, yay, having a good time. And I was having a beer with him up in his up in his workshop at the end of the day saying goodbye and summer, so I had a shirt on. So he saw the scar down the middle of my chest. And he said, what's that from? And I told him. And he cried because he had a daughter who would have been exactly the same age as me and all those years ago, when they wanted to do the operation on me, they were going to do it on her. But she died the night before. So they asked if they could operate on her body and use her as a test for like, the operation like they were cadaver. about to do. Exactly. They were going to practice on her body. And he said, yeah, okay. And here am I sitting in front of him like 20, 30 years later. And he's gone, that was you. This guy here, whom I've known for you know a couple of years now, been working with a lovely guy. He made a sacrifice all those years ago, and I I am now here because he said yes. And it was like, oh. Then I was driving to go and give a speech about what it was, you know, what why Heart Kids was such an important organisation. Some kind of zombie comes on, and that's all gone through my head. Yeah, wow. That and the fact that the guy who made that decision was also a board member for Life FM, where I was about to go and work. And it all tied in together, and it's like, oh, you know, when the doors get thrown open and when you when God's saying something to you, it's like, oh, okay, I get you, you know? And that's that's why that song just makes me stop dead every time. No, not dead. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. 
So was there some kind of light bulb moment as you heard it with fresh ears and yes. that realisation? Yes, yes. So driving, like I said, this was years after that and I was driving along and the song had just been a really cool song. Just mm. a really great song, really great song. And then it struck me that, no, this is about so much more than just, it's not just a cool song. It's not a fun way of expressing the gospel. It's actually something that I had been through and hadn't even noticed the change that had happened in me and the, and the gift that I had been given. I just, I just carried on. It's like, here, have something fantastic. Yeah, thanks for that. Okay. And just kept going, you know. And now this, was, this thing was going, no, hang on a sec, Pete, you're a zombie. You should be dead. But I'm not. Yeah. And it's really cool. To be fair, you were how old when this surgery happened? Uh, I, was, I think it was a year and a half. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard for a year and a half year old, yeah. eighteen month yeah. old, to have that kind of yeah. thankfulness. Yeah, but years later, when this guy told me this is what had to be done for you, that was just a stunning moment, and that did hit hard. It's still coming back. Still, those moments is like, oh, that's right. I should be, I should be happy and joyful about this. Okay, so since having that revelation in the car and hearing the song with fresh ears and things, yeah. how has things changed? I think I've become a lot more aware of what I have and to just love every moment of it, yeah. to just live in this. It's interesting that the song, like we said before, zombies are dead and horrible and you know boring and they're rotting and stuff. It's changed that view of zombie, if you like, the Christian zombie, if you like, for me. I'm not going to be that dead, walking around, dull person. I don't want to be that. I want my life to matter. And you want to live it to the fullest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I want to keep running. I want to keep doing I want to keep playing sport. I want to do all that. I really love this because I didn't know too much of this story. I've heard yeah. little bits here and there, but I didn't know the full context. And I love that that's the lesson that you've taken <laughs> from this because that is clear when meeting you, oh, when right. spending time with you, you are clearly somebody that is life is just popping out of you. And I would like to meet the, the before the song person because I wonder how much has changed in things because that's so clear to me. Like, that's yeah. clearly your, yeah. that's who you are. Yeah, I think, and, and part of, I guess part of the, the, this, just asking the question like that, what's the, where was the point of change? It's, a lot of it is character and personality. I mean, I was already producing and creating radio at breakfast at a very, very high level and writing lots of comedy. So I was already quite outgoing and vibrant and, you know, in myself. Yeah. But I think I was probably scared about it. And that's the difference, I think, since that moment. And you know, even working with you, doing this is, is really scary, you know? This could be terrifying. And I'm sure for many people it would be. Yeah. But it's like, nah, stuff it. I don't care. It, it's not going to scare me anymore. I've walked away from the grave, as the song says. I'm fine. Let's just have fun. I love it. Let's play the song for everyone now. If you haven't heard it, because, you know, it's 25 years old now. <laughs> Sorry to make you feel old, Pete. <laughs> This is Audio Adrenaline with Some Kind of Zombie. Uh, Thank you so much, Pete. Thank you. Yeah.
This episode of Songs That Change You was recorded on the land of the Ghana people. Each episode is produced, edited, and hosted by Aidan Grant. That's me. I'd like to also thank Zach Spencer for additional audio assistance and Pastor David Hall for helping support the show. If you like what you heard, please leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or if you want to get in touch, maybe you have a guest suggestion or any kind of feedback, please email aidang at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening.